0: you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So, with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
1: So happy to be joined by I see uh, my my good friend Barbara Majeski out of Princeton, New Jersey. Barbara, are you there? I don't know if Barbara's going to be able to join. I see her face is there. Hopefully, her the rest of her will be able to jump in and do in due time. But hey, what an interesting conversation when you talk about creativity. You know, I'm the middle of five children myself, um, and uh, I was born into some adversity. And uh, and I do agree that uh, with a couple things, I agree that when you're born into adversity, when you're faced anytime, even as an adult with adversity. Uh, it's really amazing what your subconscious mind has the power to do in terms of creativity, um, and it's so interesting. I, you know, I, I happen to have the ability to uh, engage with a, a gentleman who is uh, just exceptionally intelligent uh, out of Stanford um, on neuropsychology years and years ago, and he was discussing. We were talking about worry and why people worry. Uh, And, you know, pretty there's so many, the huge population, percentage of the population is constantly worried about one thing or another. And of course, worry can lead to anxiety, can lead to stress, which can have uh, adverse uh, ramifications in our lives. And the thing that I found really interesting is he said that 83% of that which people in in his study, 83% of the things that people worried about never came to pass. Isn't that interesting? 83% Um, and of the 17%, he said that did come to pass, the vast majority, well over 80% of those uh, items, things um, you didn't have any control over. So his point was why worry, right? So, uh, and yet the other thing that the other part of that, that I think about as this conversation is happening is that, We tend to worry about things and I wonder why they don't come to pass. Is it because our subconscious mind is put to work? Our creativity gene fires up and it typically, uh, possibly 83% of the time it finds a solution and maybe 17% of the time it can't find a solution to things that we do not have direct control over. So I find it fascinating. I've always also found it fascinating that you can have, Uh, Multiple children, you know, Glenn's talking about Willow and uh, you've got multiple kids under one roof hearing the same messages every single day from the same uh, parents, right? Every single day uh, or caregivers. Um, And they're, they're in the same circumstances, the same environment, same schools, same everything. And yet they come out so radically different. And it's that old conversation between nature and nurture, right? How much is in the DNA of our kids versus how much is it because we influence them with our thinking? And of course, the answer is, well, there's some of both. So it's a very interesting question. You know, I have a, a, a podcast that's starting, um, just started and You know and and i'm also working on a book finally in my 63rd year and the whole thesis of my book is seeking uncommon i'm seeking that which is uncommon in people and and as i interview them as i have conversations with them that's really the heart of the matter what i'm trying to get to and the reason why is all of the people that i'm interviewing are extraordinary human beings um You know, many of them you may not have ever heard of before, but they really have accomplished some really incredible things. And I really, I don't ever want to talk to them so much about what they're doing or what they've accomplished. I'm far more interested in how did they get there. And as somebody was talking about kids and creativity and what we're born with, you know, what is that which is innate? Um. You know, we are born, uh, every child is born with just an incredible amount of hope and typically enthusiasm, excitement, they're dreamers. They believe, we believe as kids, we can accomplish literally anything. And as time goes on, ultimately that starts to erode. um, That hope in some kids um, gets eroded, the spirit, uh, you've heard the expression where, where a kid's spirit has been broken. And that's what I believe it is. They That has started to erode their spirit, their energy, their positivity, their belief, their conviction, um, their self-efficacy, which just simply means, um, it's a psychological term, it simply means our belief in our ability, our own ability to bring something about. Um, and so people that have high degrees of self-efficacy, they're the ones that always go for it. Um, and when people don't have a high degree of self-efficacy, um, even though they would like to, uh, even though they have the intention, they are the ones that typically struggle. And so, you know, I personally went through a situation, everybody, and before I go too far, uh, I pinned something at the top of the room. I do a coaching call, it's free. absolutely. Free. There's no hooks, there's no strings, there's nothing attached. Uh, I do it every other Friday. The next one's on the 28th. I've been doing them since the beginning of summer. And that was inspired by my time in Breakfast with Champion and by because of what Glenn has started. And I, and I always thank Glenn for creating this space. It's an incredible space where people all over the world have the opportunity to literally come to the breakfast table and have a seat at the table and a voice. And as we just heard in the last hour, towards the end, we heard a lot of people uh, sharing some incredible wisdom. We all have wisdom, we don't all share it, but this gives us the ability to do that if we so choose to, and that's pretty unique. And it's very, very cool. Well, it inspired me. I, I met so many people on this app uh, thousands and thousands of people on this app that have dreams, just like our kids. And, and somehow, someway, those dreams are alive. And now they're faced with oftentimes the reality of life, the reality of being an adult uh, with the dreams of a child. And what that does sometimes is it causes a collision in that reality so that it you know, you find out that there is adversity. There are obstacles, you do get rejected. We do get beat down. Uh, we do find ourselves at times second-guessing ourselves. We start to think, man, I I know what to do. Sounds crazy, I know what to do, but I don't necessarily know the path, the perfect path. Um, and I just wanted to create a space myself as a lifetime entrepreneur, um, I've built uh, many businesses and I've exited multiple businesses. So I've learned how to take an idea from a napkin on a napkin to a concept, to making it a real product or a real service, and then building the business, scaling the business and ultimately selling the business. Um, and I work with entrepreneurs all over the country and around the world to help them do the same. And... and and, you know, of course, when businesses work with me, they they, it, they have to pay a lot of money. But uh, with the individuals that I've met on the clubhouse, I didn't want them to have to pay any money. And so I offer up a coaching class for free where I literally cover not just everything on the professional side, not just things on the entrepreneurial side, but the things that really are at the root of what allow a human being to perform at the highest levels. And I'm simply on an empty my head before I'm dead tour. I wanna make sure that that which is within me, uh, that which I've learned, my experiences, uh, my successes, my failures, and my network that I share with other people. And I don't want the financial side to be an obstacle. So if you click on that link, you can join my coaching class for free. You only, you also get access to my Facebook group and in the Facebook group, three things really cool. Number one, an amazing community of human beings, amazing, Uh, that will uplift you and that will help you. But we also, my, my team, when we get served up questions, we actually address those as well or we provide resources also for free. And then we also provide to you within the Facebook community, outside of the community and the resources, we give you the recordings from every coaching class I've done thus far. Thus far. So I hope you take the time to join. Uh, it's an incredible group of people and I look forward to seeing you hopefully next Friday. Now with that, let's get back to what we're discussing earlier today, which is the creativity. And you know, I was not gonna ultimately, I, initially I was not gonna go that way this morning. But I can't help when I hear a really wonderful conversation to have this desire to keep it going and rather than to snuff it out. So, you know, one of the things that that I'm looking for uh, in my uh, quest and my journey to write this book and in working with people, both individuals and in a group, is I am Seeking Uncommon. And let me share with you why. Because I just mentioned as kids, that each one of us has uncommon traits. We have this unique traits. Willow has very unique traits. You know, it's interesting. And Glenn, are you still there? I don't know if Glenn is still here. He had to go jump into another room. But what's really interesting is we have a nature to want to stay in our own comfort zone. And when we run into somebody, a human being, a brain, a mind, creativity, that is so far outside of the box. Think of a, a kid learning to color. And you remember when we first learned to color? I mean, that, that color crayon, those colors were just every color everywhere. It was complete chaos. It was mayhem on a paper. And what did our parents or our teachers often tell us to do typically? At some point they said, ah, ah. ah, ah. David, color inside the lines. Oh, oh yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And we started coloring inside the lines. When you look at the greatest artists in the world, some of them, I'm pretty sure they never colored inside the lines. I bet you Picasso never colored inside the line. I guarantee you Banksy never colored inside the line. Banksy's my favorite urban artist out there. Um, But it's interesting. We tend to stifle creativity. We say we want it. We say we revel in it. But we oftentimes stifle it, and what happens at school? In most cases, well, we're going to show up at school, in a school, we're going to have twenty-four desks, you know, six rows of four, all perfectly in a line. You're going to find your desk, your name's on it. Everything's got to be neat, neat and tidy. You sit at the same desk every single day, doing the same things every single day. You know, you march in, you march out, single file line. All these different things that we're told over the course of our childhood and our, on our ac- early academics, that ultimately, while they provide learning, which is awesome, but they do, they do it sometimes at the price, at the expense of our creativity. And so my belief and my thesis for Seeking Uncommon is that what I've learned so oftentimes in speaking with uh, thousands of adults uh, over my lifetime is that sometimes we lose complete touch with the personality traits, the attributes, the literally, the attributes that defined us as a child, the attributes that brought us massive joy and massive happiness and incredible passion. We get disconnected from those. As we go through our academic years, our formative years, our academic years, We start moving from creativity to moving towards adulthood and doing what we believe we're supposed to do. We start becoming led, not by the creativity or the passion oftentimes, but by the responsibilities. And it's no wonder that 73%, they say, of people around the world, not just the US, don't find satisfaction in and are very unhappy in their occupations, in their jobs, they're not doing what they love to do. They're doing what they are supposed to do. They're doing what they need to do to fulfill their obligations to being an adult, to being responsible so they can pay their bills and they can raise their family. And yes, it's so important to be able to be a highly functioning adult a highly functioning member of society, and to be able to take care of our family, our loved ones, 100%. But why can't you do that? Why can't you do that while well, being connected to that which made you the happiest you've ever been in your life? And I find it interesting. I oftentimes ask my podcast guest, what were you like as a five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old? What were you like? What were your dominant traits? What were the attributes that defined you? What were you known for? And then I ask him this simple question. Once you answer that one, tell me this. Do you find yourself using those same attributes or being focused on those attributes or in touch with those attributes as an adult? And every one of the high, high performing, incredibly wildly successful people that I've had the opportunity to meet, speak to, work with, get to know or interview, the answer is unequivocally yes. And for the people that are not in a in a state of happiness, that are living an incongruent life, and that congruent life just simply means you're living in total concert, in harmony with your dominant beliefs, with your own ideology. You're living your life. You're not living somebody else's. You're defining your own life, designing your own life. It has not been defined by, you know, uh, social conventions or societal norms. And, you know, so for that reason, I've always loved the rule breakers. And I'm not talking about the rule breakers where they bring harm on another human, of course. I'm talking about the rule breakers that are willing to ask why not that say, why? Why? And isn't it interesting that when any of us think about our kids, as we bring up our kids, anybody who's ever had a child and has raised a child, at some point in that child's life, that child learns to ask the question, why? And we simply answer, here's why. And then they go, why? And then we answer, Here's why, and they ask why, and we find ourselves at some point going, man, am I going to get outsmarted and outwitted and outplayed by a four-year-old, or a five-year-old, or can I figure out a way to end this, this this line of questioning? And it's so interesting as adults, if we have that that mindset, we don't have that creativity, we don't have we don't. We're not reveling in it, you know. We're not um, understanding the power uh, of it. We are more concerned and more focused on figuring out how to end the 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 question why, than we are on allowing them to go as far as they could possibly go, until they get to a point of satisfaction. In other words, where they're satiated satisfied with the learning, with the knowledge that they were seeking at that time. You gotta believe everybody, that our four-year-old, five-year-old, or six-year-olds, that they're not sitting there before they ask that first why saying, oh man, I'm just gonna go drive my mom or my dad crazy. They literally wanna know. And curiosity, we talk about creativity. Curiosity, I believe, is the cousin of creativity. And there's nothing worse than killing a kid's curiosity. When, we, when a child has a high level of curiosity, they're going to be much more likely to fall in love with learning. And my dear wife, last night, I'm on the road, I'm in Southern California today working with a client, but she sent me a simple picture last night that just said our, our two readers and it was my five-year-old and seven-year-old laying in their beds in the same room. They have single beds on opposite sides of the room and they're both laying in bed, book in hand with their little book reading light. You know, the ones that have the flexible adapt adaptive little coil or wire that lets you bend down the light towards the page. And it was, just, I, it made my heart so happy because we didn't ask them to read, but they just decided that that's what they wanted to do and they literally will beg us to allow them to read every night and we the very first day that we brought our son jackson home our seven-year-old my wife and i sat on the floor and we read him two books and we continued to read two books every evening of his life uh since then and when Jagger was born, <laughs> nearly two years later, somebody's got a hot mic. When some, when Jagger was born, nearly two years later, he's five. Um, we did the same thing, and uh, we'd like to think somehow, some way, that lit that pilot light to them being interested in reading and stories and imagination. I mean, if you can you imagine a child without imagination? Um, that's a child that for some reason, somehow, some way, they've lost connection already with their creativity. And that's a sad thing. So I really believe that this is a really important subject. And I think there's so much more to it than just what we think about oftentimes on the surface when we think about creativity, maybe in its uh, in its purest sense. Creativity also is not limited to the artistic side of our brain somebody was talking about left side right side but the logical side of your brain certainly has the power to exercise creativity as well what elon Musk does i would say that that dude is exercising some creativity he thought why 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 can't i build an electric car even though everybody else who's tried has failed i can do it why can't i build a space program uh that's better than the space program developed over the last 50 years 50 plus years in the country and he did why can't i build a platform called Neuralink that allows those who are paralyzed to be able to simply have a thought and by that thought can control a system or a computer or whatever it is they need in order to be able to take care of a particular task. Why can't I cure all childhood cancers? It's like that old Apple commercial that says the one talking about the crazies, that's the name of the commercial, It's one of my favorites. And he shows people like uh, Einstein and Amelia Earhart and he talks about the fact those who are crazy enough to think they can change the world usually are the ones that do. So it's a really great thing to, to seek out that which is uncommon within, within you, to get back in touch with that which created enormous joy and passion, belief, energy, conviction. Have you ever noticed, by the way, that for anybody who's ever worked with children, have you ever noticed that when they love a subject, you never have to ask them if they've done their homework. You never have to push them. And they're always gonna be prone to getting their best grades. So whatever student they are, if they're a B student, they're getting better than a B in in the classes they love. And they're getting less than Bs in the classes that they don't. Because you don't have to push anybody in the direction of where they want to go. We're always trying to push people in the direction they don't want to go. So it's it's a really interesting subject. I love thinking about and finding out that which is uncommon in people. And through my group coaching class, and again, there's a link at the top, you can click on it and go right to it, sign up, it's free. There's no add-ons, there's no upsells, it's just free. But through there, one of the thing, many things I can promise you is I promise you that when you invest two hours of your life every two weeks, um, it may very well be the best two hours of your life because it'll help catapult you, accelerate you towards your best life, the best version of you. And by the way, here's something I think is extraordinarily interesting and worthy of consideration. If we all want, best version of ourselves, please tell me, how can we possibly become the best version of ourselves if we're not connected with the best parts of ourselves, the best attributes of ourselves, those attributes and traits and beliefs that did bring us so much joy and conviction um, and good energy when we were kids? i don't believe we could get to the best version of ourselves without leveraging the best things about ourselves so i hope that's something that that resonates with you and that makes sense i'm just gonna check in really quick no i see i think barb has left the stage so yep i think barb's left the stage so before i move forward and you are on breakfast with champions where every morning uh you have the opportunity Uh, to hang out and to have a seat at the table and our intention is simple it's to deliver education motivation and inspiration uh, five days a week and also on saturdays we start out by having a sales meeting myself and brian benstock uh, are always in the sales meeting barbara majeski who is an absolute genius at get being able to uh, get into media get onto television and just be able to have experience breakthroughs in your life uh brian's a phenomenal thought leader in sales and then there's club 111 on sundays if jesus is your jam you could hang out every sunday at One Eleven eastern time so before i move on i just wanted to see did anybody want to comment or have feedback to what i've shared thus far
2: hi david it's Dora maria here um i just appreciate how One, I've been on your, on your coaching calls and the opportunity there to really stretch our mindset on how we approach a problem. And I don't even have like a business that's like my, I'm an employee, right? And so things I do as hobbies, like photography and things like that, I was like, wow, I can make a business out of some of that. Like I've been paid freelancing for some of that, like when they have had, You know photographers cancel last minute or something like that or for being a speaker at a conference that kind of thing but i've never really looked at it from a different perspective right because i just thought hey that's a hobby that's something i do for fun so when i especially jumping on your call i'm like wow so many opportunities for you to create a business out of some of the things that you even have a passion about just doing for fun so that is something that stays with me um, um with that and i don't know if um Tony Mo, want to add something. I just saw her on mic, and I have a few more people on stage that I'll just relinquish the mic to in case they want to share.
3: Thank you, Dora mm-hmm. Maria. Um, great for rising, everyone. Yes, um, David. David's um, coaching, just you push us to the limit. Like you said in one of your coachings, you said create something and, and make it happen, and I did. Um, I find a lot of times that I am... Um, Um, coaching people on you know they ask me how did you make it through this this and this so um, this year um, I started the as the unbiased um, resilient coach because I do it um, effortlessly but I would have never pushed myself to just put it out there if it wasn't for um hey listeners
2: if you enjoy listening to breakfast with champions we can bet you care about your daily routine do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day.
3: If it wasn't for you, David, and I appreciate you saying that you cannot become your best self um, until you get in touch with those things that you know like from your childhood and and leverage those characteristics um oftentimes i dim my dim my light but you have definitely been one to help me get back in touch with that inner child and move forward with consistency so i really appreciate you thank you
1: thank you tony mo i i appreciate you as well and as you know i'm such a big fan and I'm constantly trying to expose the world to the wonderful things that you do and you create, and Dora Maria, you are absolutely right. The average human being, the typical human being, all of us, uh, it is said that in any given year, every person has typically two concepts or ideas, thoughts that have the potential of becoming a very, very successful business. And yet very few people act on that. And I'm on a mission, if you will, uh, as I said, to empty my head before I'm dead because I've learned some things. I've gone through some things, you know, I've survived some things and through it all, you know, I mean, I've had the opportunity, you know, to experience the good, the bad and the ugly. I've had the opportunity to meet with, sit down with, uh, experience and have conversations with some really incredible people. And some of those incredible people, um, I'm, just, I'm not saying they're all, you know, these highly successful uh, people uh, by, by conventional standards. Some of the people that I've met were homeless. And I sat down on the ground and had very interesting conversations with these human beings. You know, everybody that's homeless, it's in a lot of cities in America, you're seeing these uh, uprisings of tent cities and it's very disconcerting. And some people are focused on, I understand to a degree they're focused on, hey, I don't want these tent cities near me. It's gonna bring crime and this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, every one of the people, when you pass by somebody who's homeless, there's somebody's son, somebody's daughter, somebody's mother, father, uncle, aunt, friend. And those people, while they may not think so in the moment, they are somebody. They weren't somebody. They are somebody. But they are the most extreme example of somebody who's completely lost touch with hope, faith, belief, self-efficacy, self-worth. And because of that, you know, they they oftentimes find themselves in circumstances. Others find themselves in those circumstances by no fault of their own. When Katrina happened, you know, it created a lot of homelessness uh, out there. Um, So you have catastrophes that happen, big fires that may have happened that drive people in. Um, Maybe they're a child that it was no fault of their own, but they end up in these circumstances And those that have not lost touch with those really important human traits, they will find a way out of it. And those that don't, they will probably find themselves stuck in it. So, you know, listen, I'm a person who believes that each one of us has so much more power that lies within us than we often give ourselves credit for. I believe that each one of us has the power to positively impact the world. And it may be small. Maybe I'll just impact a few hundred people. Maybe it's a few thousand people. I don't know. It's a drop in the bucket. I mean, literally, it's a drop of water in the ocean. But that's okay. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my very best to do that because I know that you know that is something that is given to us by God, and we have the power and the ability to do that. We also have the power and the ability to take any passion we have. Think about it. If your passion is working with your people, if your, if pe- working with people, if your passion is coaching, if your passion is uh, dancing and choreography, if your passion is photography like Dora Maria, why can't you turn that into a viable business? There has never been a better time to start a business. In the year 2020, the year of the pandemic, when the whole world seemed like it was coming apart and nobody knew, how this story was gonna end. Do you know what happened in the United States of America? And I bet you it happened in other places too. We saw an unprecedented number of business licenses issued. We had more businesses, business licenses, more new businesses started in 2020 in the heart of a pandemic than ever before. And it's not slowing down. When you hear the big resignation, the Great Resignation. You know, there was over 2 million people in November alone that said, yeah, I'm done, I'm good. And they just walked out. And they didn't walk out of their job to go take another job. They just said, I'm done. Now, some of them were baby boomers who felt like they were close to ending their work career anyways, certainly. But some of them weren't. They were in their 20s and 30s and 40s. And they just said, yeah, I don't think this is for me anymore. I don't think that what I'm doing is what I want to do, what I pictured I would be doing, what I would love to do. I think there's more. And you know what most of them are doing? They're hustling. They're starting new businesses. They're coming up with multiple side gigs. Um, but they're doing what they want to do. They're living life on their own terms. And as employers, we have to... able to understand that we got to navigate that we're in a time where having uh giving people the ability to have flexibility for most uh employees is actually more important today than money benefits and flexibility have trumped money isn't that interesting so it's it's an interesting world and so it is the rise of the employee right now do you know that there are companies that are upping their game when it comes to their 401k match in a way they never have before, but they're doing it in an effort to retain their best uh, employees. And so I think that's interesting. And so if you're an employee and you love being an employee, you've never had a better situation. You've never had a better opportunity to be able to get compensated at a higher level that's consistent or more consistent with what how you value yourself. You never, ever are going to have more benefits in a company than you are today. You know, there are companies that are offering signing bonuses, you know, 500 a $1,000 signing bonuses, you know, to go to work. There There's, uh, I was uh, working with a client and they have um, one of these, what's it called? Uh, something Panda. It's the fast food um, Chinese food place. And they're paying 18 Panda bucks Express. an hour. Panda, Panda Express. Express. Oh, God bless you guys. Panda Express. I haven't been to a Panda Express in a, in so long, decades. But they're paying 18 bucks an hour. About a minute ago, they were paying 12. Now they're paying 18 bucks an hour. And they have they're more flexible than they used to be. You know, I spent a lot of time in the car business. I was just reading about a Toyota store in North Carolina, changed the shift. So now people work four days in a row and have two days off. More flexibility, unheard of in the car business. You know what happened? His business went up. Employee satisfaction went up. His employees are happier. And the thing is, is you could talk all day long about client experience and client satisfaction. You can't get there unless you are treating your employees the same way your employees will never treat your clients on balance better than you treat them. And so this is a great thing, not just for employees at the end of the day, it's indirectly a great thing for our customers too. Um, who else, anybody else want to jump in before? I was just yeah. going to bring up a couple of. Yeah, to...
4: uh, hey Ty, how are you? Doing great, doing great, David. i will be very quick, very quick. Uh, uh, the creativity again. Uh, this is Tyrone. Welcome everybody. Uh, thank you for joining. Uh, great, great conversation. Um, creativity, um, David. I was listening to you earlier when you said that uh, you were writing on your napkin. You took your idea and you wrote it on your napkin. Yeah. That right there is an example of creativity. You didn't have paper around the normal paper, the normal paper that you <laughs> write on. So you said, "Hold on, hold on. I, I got this idea. I got to be." creative. Let me take this napkin. So, um, you know, I I really, you know, thought about that and I said, oh, I got to mention that. And also I believe talking about jobs, every problem, every problem is an opportunity for a business. Every problem is an opportunity for a business. The key is, can you be creative enough to supply a demand that people are in need for? And they are attracted to it. So the more you're creative, then the more people are going to be attracted to your idea. And I guess I'll finish. And I kind of wrote this down. I said I didn't want to forget it. I want to challenge everyone who's listening. Here's your creative, your creative opportunity here. Okay, chicken. We're going to take chicken. Okay, for the next seven days, I want you to be as creative as you can with a chicken breast where can you do that chicken (laughs) breast for the next seven days (laughs) And, and also my last one is when you are creative and you believe in yourself like you were saying david once you learn your gifts then i'm challenging people to implode implode okay that means to 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 burst from within versus being employed when you're employed That means you basically got somebody else telling you what to do and giving you orders but when you implode from the inside with creativity then again problems they become jobs and now you got people working for you so again take that chicken breast and do what you can with it for the next seven days and implode versus employed so uh this is tyrone thank you i'm done
1: tyrone thank you i I, so before (laughs) Before I say anything else, Tyrone, I've never done this before. So you're gonna to have to excuse me, but it's just the way it is. Um I, 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 I like to take action, you know, in the moment, just like you're talking about with the napkin. And, and I appreciate you uh, bringing that up because that was absolutely brilliant um, as an insight. But uh, can I interview you on my podcast?
4: Uh, I'll be honored. Be honored, Dave, I, I, because
1: I, I love your, I just love your brain, you know, and I I love the fact that so many people are more likely to know you for your uh, career as a professional athlete or college athlete, but y- you know you're, i and you're great. You were great. But I'm way more fascinated and in love with your brain uh, right now. So I would like to. I really want to hear more and know more and and would love to have you come into the coaching class uh, at some point if you uh, felt uh, inclined. And spend some time uh, uh, expanding on some of those thoughts. Um, and how many people right now? I'm just curious how many people, you uh, know, obviously we can't answer in real time, but I'm, I'm curious at how many people right now, the only thing they're thinking about is a chicken breast. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this the most creative people in this room right now, I promise you, this is, I'm always telling people to take inventory. When you hear something, please take inventory of your uh, of yourself. And, and what I want you to do is when you hear something like what Tyrone shared, I want you to figure out it takes one minute. <clears throat> am I leaning in or am I crossing my arms and leaning back? If you're crossing your arms and leaning back, that means that you need to, after this call is done, you need to take yourself off to a quiet area and you need to give yourself a good talking to man, because that, that. Attitude prevailing attitude that you may have that's causing you to put your hands up, causing you to say, Yeah, but uh, is the very thing that's keeping you from the very thing that you want the most, which is your best life ever. If you find yourself leaning in, I promise everybody who's leaning in, I promise all the creatives are thinking about chicken breasts. I was <laughs> and I was just thinking here, somebody's gonna. Think about a way they could wear a chicken breast (laughs) not just how to cook a chicken breast why do i have to just be limited to cooking the chicken breast why can't i paint the chicken breast uh it's just like you could do whatever you want there are no rules you could be a rule breaker you could design your own rules that allow you i mean think about it think about this i never thought about this before i'm thinking about this in real time we all grew up playing games board games monopoly uh or uh a backgammon or uh candy what was that thing called candy cane or something candy land operation and every one of you opened the box and here's the rules well and then sometimes we'd win and sometimes we'd lose let me ask you a question what would be your one loss record if you designed a game and you made up the rules I'll bet you your one loss record would be pretty good. So doesn't it make sense? Isn't it logical that you could do that in your own life. Make your own rules. Don't wake up and find yourself living 100% by somebody else's rules, which is what I perceive that Tyrone is telling us when he says the difference between imploding with creativity versus employment. And employment doesn't necessarily mean that you're employed, you're an employee, but just that you have that employee (coughs) mindset. You know what's interesting, here's something else. Most people undervalue themselves when they go to work and somebody says, hey, what are you looking for in pay? They always ask less than they really want because they're thinking if I don't, in most cases, not everybody, but most everybody, they're thinking if I don't, I may not get this job. Ooh, I better lower the number. And then they do it and then what happens a week later when they go to work damn i shouldn't have asked for that i'm worth more and now they're in a state of consternation they're in a state of unrest they're in a state of unhappiness because they're doing something maybe they love to do maybe they don't but not for a value that's equal in their mind of what they are worth so you know there's so much so much that we still have to learn. I am a student of the game. I will never, ever stop learning. The day I die, I hope there's a book in my hand. I hope that I'm buried with a book because I'm going to go out and have this insane curiosity that I have. I hope I maintain this incredible curiosity. I always want to have the curiosity of a child and the wonder of a child. I want the curiosity of a child because it's driving me towards knowledge and always wanting to seek knowledge and wanting to know more about human beings when i sit next to you on an airplane god help you i'm not going to annoy you but i'm probably going to at some point turn to the left or right depending on where you're sitting and i'm going to say hey what's your story and i mean it i'm really curious what is your story and when i've done that i have heard some of the most unbelievable stories uh, you could possibly Imagine, possibly imagine. And I always think after that, boy, what would I have missed if I didn't say, hey, what's your story? I would love to hear about you. I met somebody who's several people that are friends to this day that I met on flights. I met one of the guys that I interviewed, Humble the Poet, who's an extraordinary mind, incredible mind. I think he's one of the greatest philosophers of our time. He's out of Toronto, Canada. And please take the time if you, um, if you can. Go to my Instagram uh, bio. There's a link tree that will take you directly to Apple or Spotify, my podcast. And listen to Humble the Poet. The guy is incredible. I met him on an airplane. We've been friends ever since. And if I wouldn't have turned around, he was in the row behind me but we were the only people in the area at the time. And I said, hey, he was wearing a shirt that said child of an immigrant, simple black t-shirt, tiny writing and script that child child of an immigrant. And I said, hey, I just want you to know, I love your shirt, I just want you to know, in all honesty, I'm gonna steal that shirt. My children are children of immigrants. And he said, cool. And I said, great. And a few minutes later, I said something else to him. He gets out of his seat moves in the aisle across from me to an empty seat we proceeded to speak for the next five hours on the way home and we've been friends ever since can you imagine i might have missed that if i didn't have curiosity and then having the wonder of a child you know makes you still look up at the sky when you're in the summertime and there's like a billion stars or you see a shooting star and you point it out to your kid or you see an incredible sunset or sunrise and you still sit there or you go to the ocean and you could just sit there for man, the longest time getting kind of lost in that moment, like a child, how powerful that can be for us as adults. So before I wrap up um, one more time, there is a link at the top of the page. If you wanna join the conversation, And you could tell, I don't just talk about business, man. You want to talk business. You want to understand how to go raise capital. I can teach you that. You want to understand what you need to watch out for when you're creating uh, the legal documents for your company and what the ramifications are. I can teach you that. If you want to learn how to scale your business, if you want to learn how to increase your sales without spending virtually anything on marketing, I can teach you that. I've grown several eight-figure businesses. In a nine figure business, spending virtually nothing on marketing or advertising, no sales team. Didn't need it. I went about it a different way. I didn't follow the rules and it worked out okay. So join the coaching call because if it has to do with business, entrepreneurialism, being a better employee, manager, supervisor, leader, executive, yep, we cover that. But we also cover things on the other side of life. The things that really truly make life meaningful, um, the things that create true wealth. And the true wealth is not in your bank account. True wealth is based on the value of your relationships that you have. It's based on your health. It's based on your mental well being. It's based on your happiness. Every human being on this earth, whether they state it or not, they're all wanting to be happy. We talk about that too. And there's there's some things you could do right now, five minutes after this call after the coaching calls that you could do to make life better. So I hope I see you there but before we wrap up at the top of the hour, anybody else want to jump in?
5: I wanted to say thank you so much David for um, you know just Thanks. being you know on this morning um, and as you Glenn also said it um, in the Martin Luther King uh link that he shared um about impacting the world and i just want to um say to renee if she's on nor you know i thank her for bringing me on with the breakfast club because i'm learning so much and gleaning so much and as an evangelist and um as someone that you know travels the world to do missions i'm actually you know praying about going to tanzania with renee right now and um just as you all were speaking it just was you know you know impacting me on you know all that I've done and all that I want to do and all that we should do as human beings to be better individuals to help others so thank you so much I did sign up for your coaching call on 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 Friday on next Friday because there's so much that I know I can glean from you and I just thank everyone that spoke this morning you really really impacted me and I'm just so grateful so continue doing what you're doing God bless you
1: God bless you as well, Coach Michelle, and thank you for joining. Um, uh, I, I really look forward to seeing you there and would be delighted to do what I can to help you move in the direction to achieve your goals. Everybody out there, everybody out there, I know that you you want that happiness and you deserve that happiness. Everybody out there wants a better life for themselves, wants a better life for their kids, wants a better life for their community. You know, most people want a better life for this world. Most people, I saw a poll a couple of weeks ago, most people are not really that delighted with where we are as a country right now because we've gone from being the United States to, as W. Kamau Bell brilliant, brilliantly says, the divided states of America in many respects. We've moved from working together to being in a place to where everybody's getting labeled. And, and as Dave Chappelle said brilliantly, you know, he said, there's there's two great mistruths, you know, that people have uh, about me. They believe that if I love somebody, then that I tacitly agree with everything they do or believe. And the other thing is they believe that if I don't agree with somebody's position uh, in life, then that must mean that I hate them. And both of those are untruths and so you know it's great to have you guys here it's great to hear from you and every one of you has a story think about this every one of you has a story every one of you has gone through some things every one of you has survived some things has broken through some adversity and there are not one not two but many people who could benefit from your mindset from your attitude from your creativity from your sense of wonder, from your intellect, from your intelligence, from your belief system. And you know what? Don't try to be all things to all people. Find your people. Because when you, when you speak consistently and congruently with who you are, a funny thing happens. People are drawn to you. And you know what the best part is? It's the right people for you. So whether that's two people, 10 people, or a million people, It's okay. You can have an impact. We all can have an impact on this world today and every single day. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope that I've delivered some value today. I always enjoy hanging out with you all. And one last thing, don't let things end here. You could either be an observer or a participant which means when you're at a class when you're at a convention when you're on a virtual conference when you're in a clubhouse you could be an observer or you could be a participant and to be a participant means ultimately take this life take this message take what you learn what you love what resonates with you and get it off of clubhouse and take the time reach out to me i'm a real human everybody will tell you i'm a little slow at times to respond because it's a bit overwhelming uh, keeping up with messages, and, and I know you understand that. So thank you for your patience and grace. But I'm a real person. I answer my own messages. When people call me, I answer the phone, man. I don't have somebody else answering the phone. I do it. So take it off the clubhouse. Take the time to add people to your network, to your life, because I promise it will be transformative, and it'll be one of uh, another things that helps to propel you in the direction of achieving your best life. Go out and I hope you seek Uncommon in yourself because it's there. Uh, I'm David Spizak. Thank you for taking the time. um, Thank you for taking the time to join me. Thank you for taking the time to join Breakfast with Champions, Glenn, Marvin, um, Sarah, Lolita. I know not everybody's here right now, uh, but but, uh, thanks for all you do as well.